0: You cannot feed your faith enough on the subject of healing. In Proverbs 4, he says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they, my words, are life unto those that find them, and they are health or their medicine to all their flesh. So a continuous feeding into your spirit along the lines of divine healing goes a long way For you to walk strong in this day and this hour. And we need to be strong in the days in which we live. Do we not? Of course, you know in Ephesians 6.10, he says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So in Psalms 91, and I'm going to read from the New King James Version tonight. I'll just go ahead and, and read the whole psalm. And we're going to center in on the last few verses this evening. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. And surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. "...nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place or your habitation... No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash dash your foot against a stone. Um, You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and I will honor him. And then in verse 16, if you can see it, read it with me. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So we've talked at length about dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. We talked about being protected by Him. We talked about angels, praise God, that have been sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. And we talked a little bit where it talks about treading on serpents and scorpions. That deals with the authority of the believer that we have, that we literally can walk on top of those situations that try to, to manifest themselves in our lives and try to bring us down. But tonight what I want to do is I want to center in on this phrase, because he has set his love upon me. And I want to look at the benefits that we have when we do this, when we set our love upon him. So what does it mean, first of all, to set our love upon him? Well, one way, but not the only way that we set our love upon him is we simply obey his commands. We do what he tells us to do. For example, in John chapter 14, verses 21 through 23, it says, He that has my commandments and keepeth them, or does them. He it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And I will manifest myself to him. One translation says, I will show, I will reveal, I will manifest myself to him. And I like this. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and I will make myself real to him. And then in verse 23, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man loved me. He will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and we will make our abode with him. Another translation at the end of that verse says, we will make our special dwelling with him. We want him manifesting himself in our lives. Not only do we want him to manifest and reveal himself to us, but we need him to. Amen. So as we set our love upon him by making him Lord and not just savior, as we set our love upon him by seeking him first and his kingdom and his things and walking in the spirit and walking in the love of God and obeying to the best of our ability, whatever he says to us, then we are in a position for him to reveal To him to manifest and him to make himself so very real to us. Amen. You may be here tonight and say, well, he's really real to me, but could he get more real? Could he manifest himself in a greater way or in a greater dimension? Now, here's one truth that we need to embrace. All things work together for those that love him and for those that are called according to his purpose when you've got him first place in your life, I'll just tell you right now, he's got your back. He has got your back. Amen? So let's take a look at some of these benefits. Psalms 91, verse 14, again, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Now look at the word deliver up. The word deliver there simply means to carry away safe, it means to rescue, or it means to cause to escape. Thayer's definition of deliver is to draw to oneself, or to rescue, or to deliver. We serve a rescuing, delivering God. He is placed within our ability to a place to go to called the secret place. And that secret place that you and I can dwell in becomes inaccessible to the enemy. And that's why we can boldly declare that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper because we are the safest of the safe in the secret place of the Most High. You know, you don't need a secret place if there's never going to be a storm. You don't need a secret place if there weren't all sorts of traps and snares set out there for us. But thank God, you and I can go to the rock that is higher than us. Amen? Amen? And we can live in the very presence of Jehovah. So he says here again, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Now I immediately thought of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. As I was thinking about this deliverance, this freedom, this rescue that belongs to you and I. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, it is a great verse of scripture. It's speaking about the Lord and it says, Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Notice this. Who delivered us? When you got saved, you were delivered out of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. But his deliverance and his rescue and his salvation is ongoing for the rest of our life. He did deliver us, but then it goes on to say, and does deliver us. And then the end of the verse says, and we trust that he will still deliver us. So what did the Apostle Paul know? The Apostle Paul knew this, that God's work in our lives is in three tenses. Number one, God does a work in our past. God's doing a work in our present. And glory to God, he'll do a work in our future. Matter of fact, I believe that he will deliver you and me from the wrath that is to come. Oh, what a God we serve. Oh, what a mighty king we serve. The God of deliverance, the God of rescue, the God of safety. Do you like that? I thought you might. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. Now notice this next phrase. I will set him where? On high. high." Has he not set you on high? Has he not raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? So he says, I will set him on high because, why? Because he has known my name. Everyone say this, because Because. I know know. His his name. Now this came to me as I was studying this yesterday and this morning. And that is this, knowing the power that is in the name of Jesus is a big key to walking in continuous freedom and continuous deliverance. Not just saying the name of Jesus lightly and and uh, just, you know parating what somebody else is saying but having a real understanding and a real revelation of the power that's in that name. Now look it over to Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts the 4th chapter and the 12th verse. And we're not done praising the Lord tonight. We're going to sing a couple more songs by the way. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to give God some serious praise tonight. Amen. In Acts 4.12, it says this. Neither is there salvation in any other. Now, before we go on, let us define the word salvation there. The word salvation there is deliverance. It is preservation. It is safety. And it is salvation. And so he's saying that neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved hallelujah say it with me there's rescue there's deliverance there's preservation there's safety in the name of jesus now let's look at proverbs 18 in verse 10 proverbs the 18th chapter in the 10th verse now make sure you write these scriptures down so you have something to to think about post message. Proverbs eighteen ten, this is you and this is me. The name of the Lord is what kind of a tower? Oh. They're again this safe place. The name of Jesus is your strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. They are safe. There's safety in the name of Jesus. You know, when the attacks come your way, if you cannot think of anything else to say, just say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over this situation. Let's try that on for size right now. Raise your right hand to the Lord if you want to. Say with me, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over this situation. The enemy comes to you during the night and tries to bring bad dreams and nightmares and stuff like that. Don't wait till the morning. Just rise up right out of your bed and say, In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life as I sleep. Philippians, the second chapter. Notice with me in verses 2. No, Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11 is where it is. When we're talking about the name of Jesus, we're not talking about something weak. We're talking about something strong. Someone strong. In Philippians 2, verses 9 11 says this Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is what? The name of Jesus is above every name do you like that have faith in the name of jesus verse 10 that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things or literally of beings in heaven are there beings in heaven absolutely absolutely And things or beings in earth. Are there beings in earth? The name of Jesus is above every demonic name. And beings under the earth. Oh, we've been given a name. And faith in the name will always cause you to triumph. So speak boldly in the name. Proclaim the name in your midnight hour. And God shall surround you with His glory and with His power. Verse 11 says, And that every tongue should confess that who is Lord? Jesus Jesus Christ. The Son of the living God is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So notice, benefit number one. Hallelujah. He will deliver us. He will set us on high. Because... We've known his name. And then look at Psalm 91, verse 15. Psalms 91, verse 15 says this. He, those that are delivered, shall call upon me, and if I feel like it, I will answer him. No, he shall call upon me, and what will I do? I will answer him. God has always and forever will be a prayer answering God. Throughout the Bible, we see God saying, I will answer. I will is the strongest assertion in the English language. The great I am is saying to us tonight, you call upon me and I will answer you. In uh, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, for you scriptorians tonight, perhaps this is a familiar, familiar verse of scripture, but look at Jeremiah 33, verse 3. He says, call unto me, there it is again, and I will answer you. And not only that, but I will show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Are there some things that you need to know? Are there some things that you'd like to know? God has given us an invitation to call unto Him. And to ask Him. And He said that He would show us great and mighty things. Literally, great and hidden things. Those things that are not on the surface. Those things that perhaps you cannot pick up with your intellect or those things that you cannot pick up with your natural eyes or your natural ears. But these things that God has hidden in his spirit are not hidden from us, they're hidden for us. He will show you what you need to know. He will show you things to come. Call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. So I'm exhorting you tonight to remind him of his promises. Remind him of his word. This is what Isaiah told us to do. In Isaiah 43, verse 25, look over at that verse. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter and the 25th verse says this I even I am he that blots out thy transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember thy sins aren't you glad he doesn't Amen. I will not remember thy sins and then he added this in verse 26 put me in remembrance put me in remembrance let us plead together declare thou that thou mayest be justified so remind god of his promises Remind him of his word. He is faithful to cause it to come to pass in your life. Over and over again in the New Testament, you'll see that our God is a God who answers prayer. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. These are benefits, amen, for those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. These are great benefits for those who have set... Their love upon him. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and what will happen? Knock and what will happen? It shall be open to you. Now read verse 8 with me if you would. For everyone that asks receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh... There are things closed that God desires to open to us. There are things for us to receive that we must ask for. There are some things that he wants us to find, but unless we seek, we'll never discover them. That's not a light thing. When Jesus tells us that, look... If you seek, you'll find. Oh my. There's some things that we must find. Everyone that asketh, receiveth. Well, doesn't God know what I need? Doesn't God know my circumstances? Sure He does, but He tells us to ask. He tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. He tells us to let our petitions To be known unto him. And to him that knocketh. It shall be opened. I don't know. I believe God wants to open some great things for you. I believe he wants to open some doors for you. And for me. That no man can shut. Do you believe that? Keep knocking. Keep pursuing God. Keep seeking, because if you seek, you surely will find. Now look at Mark 11, verse 24. These are benefits of those that set their love upon him. This is a great verse. It's right in the context of the inevitable law of faith in Mark eleven twenty two 22 and 23 and verse 24. And I want us to read it together. This is so important. Ready, read. Therefore, I say unto you. So who's he talking to? Point your finger at yourself and say this. He's a talking to me. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Does anyone in this auditorium tonight have any desires? yeah pastor mark i desire certain things but how do i know that my desires line up with the word of god if your heart is right and if you set your love upon him and as you delight yourself in him he will give you the desires of your heart any desire that is in alignment with his word is something that he wants you to have so he says this, what thing, soever you desire, mm-hmm. not might be, let's say, for example, you've been working a job for, you know, 10 years and you just kind of feel like it's time to move on. You know, there's nothing wrong with moving on as long as God's directing your steps. So let's say, you know, you desire another job. And so we have to ask ourselves this question. Is it God's will to supply our need? Yes. Did God put that desire in my heart to get another job? So, if He did, then you know it's in alignment with His Word. That's right. That's right. So, what things soever you desire. Now, notice this when you pray or when you call upon Him, do what? Believe, Believe that you receive them. Whose part is it to believe that you receive them? Is that God's part? Or is that your part? Our part is to put the desire there on the table. Pray in accordance with the word of God. And when we pray, release our faith and believe. Look at this. Believe that we take it. I'm going to get up here for a second. Believe that you receive them or believe that you take them, believe it, that you receive it when you pray it. Come on, somebody. Somebody said, well, I believe that I'll receive it when I see it. If that's the case, it takes no faith at all. You must believe you receive them before you see them, feel them, or before it shows up at your front door. Come on, somebody. Believe that you take it. F.F. Bosworth, in his book, Christ the Healer, has a chapter in his book called The Faith That Takes. This would be a great definition right there of the faith that takes. Believe you receive your healing. Amen. Amen? Amen. Believe that you receive soundness of mind. Believe you receive them. And then the rest says, and what will happen? And you shall have them. The you shall have them is not your part. The believe you receive them is your part. If you will do your part you will discover that God will always do his part. Come on, let God be God and every man a liar, amen? Say it with me. If I believe that I receive according to the word of God, I trust God that he'll get it to me. Amen. Amen. I mean, a, a great example of this is we needed our own property. We needed our own building. We had been leasing buildings from 1982 uh, to about 2003, 2004. Do you know how much money you spend on leasing someone else's property? It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Probably when it's all said and done, millions of dollars. Okay? Now, I don't have any problem with us doing that for a season, but I would have had a very difficult time for us to do that when I'm 80 years old. (laughs) And so we sought God. We knocked. (laughs) Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Begin to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I can remember driving down this boulevard years ago. I can't tell you what year it was, but, you know, we were over there at Marina High School for a number of years, from 1984 to almost 1990. And then we were over on Royal Avenue from 1990 until we had our first service in here of August of 2007. But, you know, when the boys were little, we kind of got a kick out of it Sunday because we took Olivia, who's here, standing at our house right now, uh, our granddaughter, uh, to Sizzler. We used to take John and James there all the time. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a kind of a kick. We always used to get this same strange waiter. But that's another story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I can remember one day just driving down Hesperian Boulevard. And of course, we live out in Union City. So we're going, that would be south, right? right. Down the boulevard. And just kind of looking over. And seeing this building I go, hmm. Hmm. No, I didn't get a word on it. It just kinda it caught my eye. Mm-hmm. I thought, maybe that'd make a nice building. Yeah. Years later. Mm-hmm. Keith Hershey and I maybe Brother George, I don't remember. But we were over at Half Moon Bay golfing. Well, I was trying to golf. <laughs> I don't really golf, I just try. But we're over there, Half Moon Bay, and we're golfing, just having a huge time, having a big time. And then I get a call from Ingrid. Wave, Ingrid. Ingrid at that time was full-time staff. And, and uh, so she got this little card in the mail about this property being for sale. But it was for sale before it was to go public. So we were able to find out about it before the public got notice of it. And it came from a Christian man and it was going to nonprofits and we're a nonprofit corporation. So Brother Hershey and I finished golf, headed over here to Esperian Boulevard, and we went next door and sat down with the people that owned the building at that time, and we just kind of surveyed the situation. Kinda is like kinda like one of these, hmm. Huh. Hmm. How about that? hmm, not really having a a word yet, but here's the thing. We prayed as a church and we believed that we received our place called there. And you had a part in that if you were around in those days. And what happened is we together corporately laid hold of what God had already foreordained and held for us. Hallelujah. That's big provision. That's a big God doing big things. You know what that is? That's not God honoring Pastor Mark and Brenda and Brother George and PT and Kimberly. That is God honoring his people in this church. Oh, I want you to see that. For all the decades of faithfulness and all the decades of giving and the decades of prayer, we put a stake in the ground in this Bay Area years ago. And we ain't pulling up stakes. He is our abundant compensation. So you know the story. We purchased it in 2003 took us four years to go all through the processes of engineering and getting the loan and everything but by the grace of god what god had in store for us came into manifestation and it's not because of our great faith but it's because of a great great god i want you to know i want you to see that god's good got good things in store for you he's got your place of employment He's got your job if you're looking for another one. He's got your place called there. He's got your home. He's got it all together. And what he's looking for from his people is he's looking for people that will just say, Lord, I love you. I set my love upon you. And I call upon you. And I'm asking you. And he will do for you and me what we could never do for ourselves. Do you believe that? I think we ought to have a shout in the house. Amen. And there were were things that tried to keep us out of here. There were weapons that were formed against us. I mean, this was a movie theater, a six screen movie theater. Cities don't like to let commercial buildings go because it messes with their tax deals. The weapons were formed trying to keep us out of here. But they didn't prosper. I said they didn't prosper. I can remember sitting in the city council That night, way, way back in 2003, and hundreds, I want to say 150 of our people were there, and they were testifying about how good God is and what God had done for them and how much it meant for them to be a part of this church and for us to own our own property. And the very mayor of the city literally was quoted in the Daily Review by saying that she was going to try to block the church. But that night, the very person who said that she was going to try to block the church made the first motion in favor of the church getting their conditional use permit. Hallelujah. I mean, what a mighty God we serve. We got a seven to zero vote. And seven is a God number, by the way. It was a God thing. Amen. To God be the glory. I will never, ever get tired of telling that testimony because it's a testimony to the goodness of God. This is God honoring us. And I'm believing God with other churches. I'm believing God for other churches to get their buildings and get their facilities. But there are churches that are literally two, three times larger than ours that don't own their own facility. Because it is a very, very tight, closed area for churches to get into. God favors them. But how many of you know God favored us? I appreciate your enthusiasm. Hey, we've been through fire. We've been through water. But our God has brought us to a wealthy place. A strong place. And now, guys, we have got a base. We've got a base to reach the world from. And it has started and it's going to continue. We are going to support more missionaries than we have ever done before. We're going to reach the globe with the good news of Jesus Christ as well as our community. And you know what? God's going to fund it. I said God's going to fund it. Amen? I won't even have to go on Facebook and put a GoFundMe thing in. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing that, but thank God in Christ Jesus, I'm fully funded. Raise your hands and say, Our church, Our church is fully, funded, is fully funded, funded according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I have to be truthful about it. I can hardly wait to see what the Lord's going to do next. I can hardly wait until harvest time just continues and gets even bigger and bigger and better and gooder and gooder. Yes. Call unto me that's it. for your need. Yes. And believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. Hallelujah. That's right. I think that's, you know, I think that's decent preaching for a Wednesday night. In John 16:23 he says, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. And then, those who set their love upon him, he said, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. You know, God never said we weren't going to have any trouble just because you get born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. In fact, he rather infers that you're going to have trouble because you're a Christian. The world's going to persecute you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to speak evil of you. And the devil, who is the God of this world, will put pressure on you at every turn. No, God didn't say, that we'd never have any more troubles. But he did say, I'll be with them in trouble. And when you've got the heavyweight champion of the universe, the triumph over death, hell, and the grave in your corner, you cannot lose with the champion Jesus on your side. Amen? Amen? The psalmist said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But... What does the Lord do, Ronnie? The Lord delivers him out of them all. Amen. Not some of them, not ha- Whoa, glory. The Lord delivers him out of them all. He always causes us to triumph, Tony. Woo, glory to God. Now in the world, you'll have tribulation. But don't stop there. In the world, yeah, there will be tribulation. There will be trouble. But Jesus said, boys, be a good cheer. Be a good cheer. Why, Jesus? Because I've already overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to hurt you or to harm you in any way, fashion, or form. And I really think that that's what God is looking more for in his people a greater release of joy. A greater release of praise. I think we need to bump up the praise in this church a few notches. Amen? Now, Pastor Tom does a great job and it's awesome. But you need to understand this. Some people are just coming to heart of the bay. We're already in the secret place. Amen? So you can help us. Amen? Get praising God and worshiping God and be expectant. amen pastor Tom please go back to the piano like dad Hagen says I've done it again i preached myself happy he said I will set him on high you know when God honors you you've been honored when you set your love upon him and you know his name he will honor you when God sets you on high, the devil and circumstances and problems of this world cannot touch you. And then we end our series on Psalms 91 with Psalm 91 verse 16. And stand up everybody, they're going to pray up there on the blessed throne there. How many of you want to live longer? How many of you want to live long, but not just live long, how would you like to live strong? You've got to contend for living strong. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Psalm 91 verse 16. Let's make this a part of our confession tonight. Say it with me. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my That's a prayer that I pray regularly for you. That's a prayer... And a confession that I make regularly over my life. Raise both hands up toward heaven and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I can set my love upon you and that you deliver me, that you honor me. As I call upon you tonight, you answer me. I declare this evening that I will live long and live strong, strong. till I'm fully satisfied, I'm fully satisfied. By, the God, by the grace of God I ask you sir ask you to help God. me fulfill, fulfill all, the all the goodwill of God look at your neighbor and say I'm going all the way I'm going all the way I'm going all the way all the way all the way, all the way. I'm going all the way. way. I'm going all the way to the finish line. Raul, Brother George, Tony, PT, we are not going to let our course finish us. We are going to finish our course.